It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. And we welcome you aboard to episode number 241 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Hope you had a great weekend. We have a busy week ahead. The Redskins will be holding mandatory veteran minicamp on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time each day. It is my full expectation, uh, barring some weird sort of oddity, that I will be at all three sessions. Uh, so we will have lots of coverage for you, lots of interviews, lots of reaction, uh, lots of uh, uh, stuff from from the players and assistant coaches, as many things as we can possibly get our hands on, as the Redskins will make Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, available for the first time. They will also make defensive coaches, not Greg Minuski. Uh, he spoke late last week. And as a matter of fact, we'll hear that uh, on this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. But defensive coaches like Jim Tomsula and Rob Ryan, who obviously expects to be quite the uh, entertaining show, and Ray Horton, the new defensive backs coach. So a lot to get to. Uh, That'll be on Wednesday, and then we'll see what happens on Thursday as the Redskins have a lot of new uh, faces and all that. So... We have a busy week ahead, uh, and we will cover it all for you as best as we possibly can. Coming up on this episode, episode number 241 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, uh, we will hear the rest of Jay Gruden from last week. We played a portion of his press conference with reporters in episode number 240 before the weekend. Uh, So we will play part two of that session, as well as I mentioned, we'll hear from Greg Minuski, the team's defensive coordinator. Uh, And then we'll also hear from Jimmy Moreland. Uh, Jimmy Moreland had three interceptions last week in the OTA session available to reporters, including a 101-yard pick-six return of Dwayne Haskins. So all three of those guys to come, plus we have to finish up finally the final installment of our Dan Snyder at 20 series, uh, which, you know, is is certainly part of the lexicon around here. Uh, And, you know, it, it just... Dan Snyder is has had an interesting 20-year run. There's no other way to say it. And, and I thought it was, you know, at least it was good for me uh, because I've been here for that entire 20 years to go through the highs and the lows. And again, mucho appreciado to uh, Scott Allen of the Washington Post and the D.C. Sports Bog uh, for putting that all together. Um, he's got a lot more time, uh, I guess, than I do or his editors felt bad for him uh, and asked him to put it together. But it's a very comprehensive piece and a lot of research and a lot of work go uh, into that. We just basically kind of read through it and remembered the good and the bad and the not so good and the not so bad 
and especially in the 10 or so years that I've been around the franchise, uh, including six on an everyday basis and five inside the building and traveling with the team uh, on the team charter and so on and so forth. So that's where we are. We'll uh, finish that up um, with part two of the Gruden years and the final uh, couple of years, uh, which led into Dan Snyder's 20th anniversary, uh, meaning the last three years. We shall do that in just a moment. But before we get any further, we wanted to finish up again with the head coach of the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden, meeting with reporters, part two of his conversation uh, with reporters from mid last week at the OTA session. And again, we'll uh, get to talk to Jay a couple of times this week uh, coming up here before the Redskins go back to one more week of OTAs. And uh, again, still not exactly sure why they've done it this way. This is completely different than they've normally done it uh, certainly I expect to get that answer um, you know the, uh, in, in this upcoming week to find out how they like this and how they went about this uh, approach so here's Jay Gruden second part meeting up with reporters of course if you want to hear part one uh, episode number 240 but this is episode number 241 and part two of Jay Gruden meeting with reporters at Redskins Park courtesy of Redskins audio uh, for this a couple of times today, uh, Dwayne would get the offense to the line, and then he'd kind of have to step back. And I think Bill Callahan yelled about checking the line or checking the numbers. Is that something that falls on the quarterback to kind of get everybody organized, or was, or was Bill talking to somebody on the offensive line where those? I think a couple of times we just might have called the uh, either the formation wrong or the run to the wrong side or what have you. Just had to reset it. You know, Dwayne's still processing everything, so everything's coming in fast, and he's trying to process the formation, the run concept, or the pass concept, the protection. Uh, so it's all really new to him as far as transferring what I say or uh, Coach O'Connell says to the huddle. You know, there might be one key word that he might mess up, which is a critical word, 14 instead of 15. You know, so it's a big word. So we have to just clean him up a little bit, slow him down, be patient, um, but it will come for him. It will come uh, soon. Jay, I know it's just been OTAs and offseason stuff, but have you seen anything different in Josh Doxson? Has there been any kind of growth or, you know, maybe a little bit of advancement with him? Yeah, I, I've been impressed with Josh, really. He's uh, come out. He's come work every day. He's uh, been in all the meetings, um, and he's he's running. Um, I think in the, when the ball's in the air, he's been making plays left and right. So, you know, um, I'm Josh's biggest supporter up here, and I, I am really, really hopeful that uh, he comes through in a big way this year. It's a big year for him. We all know contractually, but uh, for this football team, for us to have success, we need his input we need his production and uh, I think this is going to be a big year for him uh, if he has the year that I think he should have then uh, our offense should really take the next step Jay there's a lot of speculation about the hard knocks program featuring the Redskins mm -hmm. as somebody who's been through it with the Bengals would you welcome it is it something you wouldn't want to happen well that's not up to me so if uh, we're forced to do it then obviously we'll have to make it work and uh, you know, it's a process. It can be distracting at times, but really they do an excellent job as far as keeping out of your business. Um, uh, so uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I think our guys would probably have fun with it at the end of the day, but initially be a distraction, so to speak. But uh, I think really if they were smart, they would go to Oakland. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, what an entertainment value that would be. Antonio Brown, John Gruden, Paul Gunther, Montez Perfect. I mean, incognito these guys got to be crazy not to go to Oakland I mean they can do us next year maybe not if you make the playoffs eh, if we don't make the playoffs I probably won't be here anyway so <laughs> <laughs> they can come here and do it all they want 
on, a, on an entirely different note. Anything else? <laughs> on an entirely different note, Coach, you've been largely credited with, with scouting Matt Ioannidis and getting him here through that draft pick. Now that he's gotten his second contract, does that hold a little value for you? Not really. You know, I, I take pride in, in doing the work uh, in the offseason, both free agency and in the draft. And, and sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not so right. But with Matt, uh, it was an easy decision for us. He was right there in the fifth round for us. And uh, the way he played at Temple, um, it, it just has carried over. So it's, it was an easy pick. Jay, to go back to uh, receivers, what have you seen out of some of the younger guys, particularly Cam Sims and Trey Quinn? coming off the injury and just that room in general you've got some interesting guys but is it maybe the most unsettled unit you have so far because of you don't have a lot of proven guys at the top yeah you could say that but I think based on what I've seen out here it's the most exciting group to me really I think the rookies have come in here not just the draft picks but some of the free agents Steven Sims has come in and shown flashes and uh, TJ's done a good job Camp Sims coming off the injury uh, is proven that's why we kept him around and he was going to make our team because uh, of his side and size and athletic ability. And then Josh Doxson, like I mentioned, I think he's going to have a big year. Trey Quinn has taken over the inside slot role. Uh, he's confident. He's quick. He's got strong hands. He's physical. He's tough. Um, uh, and then obviously Brian Quick here with some veteran uh, experience. Paul Richardson's not even out here yet with his speed. But Terry and Kelvin uh, are, you know, knock on wood right now, are, are very, very good. John, is there some, or excuse me, Jay, I'm so sorry, Jay, sorry, Jay, can I, I I noticed you, I noticed you guys running a lot of safety blitzes and middle linebacker blitzes with John Bostic, is that something that Ray Horton um, and Rob have implemented, is that something we'll see later in the season, or is that just something you guys are running right now? Uh, We're doing a little bit of everything right now, we try to mix in our blitzes and our intent on a week-to-week basis, sometimes it'll be safety, sometimes it'll be a linebacker, sometimes it'll be nobody, you know, so. Uh, just a matter what Coach Minuski, Coach Horton, uh, obviously Coach Ryan now with his expertise and Coach Tom Sula, what they come up with. And uh, I totally trust the fact they'll come up with a good plan each week. All right, that is Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters. Part two of his press conference from last week. Part one was on episode number 240 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. When we come back, we're going to finish up our Dan Snyder at 20 series, looking at the final couple of years under Dan Snyder's leadership again, uh, basically from the division title on 2016, 2017, and 2018. And boy, have they been three chaotic years, uh, as they always seem to be. Uh, Before we do that, today's show is also brought to you in part uh, by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And as always, make sure you download the Locked on Redskins podcast on the new Himalaya podcasting app. It's free, super easy to use, has every single podcast that you love or searching for. Personally curated playlists just for you by our expert podcast taste makers right you think taste makers just one no nope got taste makers at himalaya and the himalaya podcasting app where you can get the locked on redskins podcast and much more from comedy to mystery thrillers and sports check it out now uh the new himalaya podcasting app wherever you download uh apps in your app store uh whatever device you might have go get it now himalaya Back in a flash on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 241 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell, uh, and we tell you that today's show is also brought to you in part by Untuck It. We thank Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, guys, it's coming soon, right? If you need to get something for your dad or your uncle or brother or whatever the situation might be, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and to feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go right now to untuckit.com. Untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20 percent off. All right, so Dan Snyder at 20. We finish up that series right here and right now. We left off with the division championship at the end of the 2015 season and the playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers uh, for Kirk Cousins, Jay Gruden, and the Washington Redskins. And of course, that was the last time that the Redskins were in the playoffs, right? So we go to 2016, and of course, it's the same crew. It's Jay Gruden, it's Kirk Cousins as the starting quarterback, but the Redskins go out in the free agency market, and everybody thinks, man, they've elevated themselves from playoff team, playoff contender, to potential championship contender if Kirk Cousins can continue to get better because they've added Josh Norman. They went out late in free agency, and they secured Josh Norman from the Carolina Panthers for five years and $75 million. So the Redskins make this big splash, right? This is now year two of the Scott McLuhan era. And by this point, quite honestly, I think it's safe to say that McLuhan's uh, you know, McLuhan's power had been stripped, certainly behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, again, a lot of that was self-inflicted and a lot of that is ego-driven by Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder and the powers that be. Uh, on the field, you couldn't really tell, right? Because the Redskins are kind of, again, taking a big swing with Josh Norman, trying to improve their cornerback situation. Kirk Cousins is in year two of his starter. And Kirk Cousins throws for almost 5,000 yards. Almost 5,000 yards in 2016. As it would turn out, uh, it was the last year with Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. Um, and ultimately, you know, they would both put up some big numbers, uh, and ultimately again, depart via free agency for Garcon for San Francisco after the year, uh, Deshaun Jackson for Tampa Bay, but Kirk Cousins parlayed those guys. And even though Jordan Reed wasn't completely healthy and completely dominant, uh, like, you know like he was in 2015, uh, and as a matter of fact, really wasn't healthy at all, um, 
you know, they were able to, again, piece together this. They added Vernon Davis for almost 5,000 yards. The problem was, while the Redskins said goodbye in this year to Robert Griffin III and Alfred Morris, and they moved forward, the problem was really, again, in December. And if you skip with me, they won a big road game in Philadelphia. Chris Thompson had a big touchdown. Trent Williams had a, a, a great block on, on kind of an option reverse type run. And they won again in Philadelphia. And this was in Carson Wentz's rookie year. Then they came home for a Monday night game against Carolina. And if memory serves me correctly, Carolina did not have Luke Keekley. And Carolina just demolished the Redskins in every sort of way. I mean, it's just in every sort of way. And they just completely shut them down on uh, with their defense. And again, I, I'm pretty sure um, if memory serves me correctly, because I was at the game, I covered the game, uh, there was no Luke Keekley and Carolina. And uh, again, this is Carolina without Josh Norman, who's now on the Redskins at this point. Uh, so arguably, they're two best defensive players from the year before, and they just completely shut down the Redskins. And the Redskins couldn't get anything uh, really stopped from a Cam Newton perspective on their defense. So they lose that game. And with the season sort of slipping away, for a second time, they have to play on a really, really short week uh, because on Thanksgiving week, the Redskins had played on a Sunday night football game against Green Bay at home and just demolished them. Kirk was great, passed for like 350 yards. Um, you know, everybody kind of, kind of contributed. And then the Redskins had to go to Dallas for Thanksgiving Day and Thanksgiving afternoon, and they ultimately wound up putting in a pretty good effort, a good comeback. Jordan Reed had a couple of touchdowns uh, in the second half, but they ultimately fell short. This was the second short turnaround that the Redskins had, and they went from Monday night football in the frigid cold against Carolina and a bad loss to Saturday afternoon, Christmas Eve day in Chicago. Early start, noon central. So think about that. Late Monday night to early Saturday afternoon and travel. And yet the Redskins won. Now, part of it was because Chicago was awful. Uh, they came away with, I think, four interceptions in that game. Norman had a couple. Uh, you know, again, they were playing against Jimmy Claw. I mean, it was just a disaster for Chicago. This was pre-Mitch Trubisky. So the Redskins won that game, and then they came home with only needing to win against a giant team that had already clinched the playoff spot, wasn't playing for anything, and they lost at home. And that's really where... You know, everybody in their mind around here, and I believe Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder, and to some degree, if not a large degree, Jay Gruden said to themselves, you know what, Kirk Cousins, he's not Superman. He can't get us to where we need him to be. He's fine. He's good. But he can't get us over the top. And Kirk Cousins certainly did not play well in that game and threw a late key interception. He did lead a comeback, but he didn't do anything for the first three quarters. Neither did the Redskins run offense. Uh, you know, everything was bad. Nobody did good. But Kirk Cousins, in their mind, became a nice stats compiler, not a winner. And that stuck. And I said right then and there, I said somebody was going to lose their job if... The Redskins lost that game, which they had no business losing. And as it turned out, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, lost his job. Sean McVay quickly left for the Los Angeles Rams head coaching position. Uh, and ultimately, I do believe 
Kirk Cousins essentially lost any leverage that he had in long-term contract negotiations. And the Redskins were basically like, oh, we're just going to stay with the franchise tag and play this thing out and let him go eventually for a compensatory pick, which they did after the 2017 season, which leads us into that. Now, the Redskins retooled the defense again a little bit. Some value-free agency uh, additions, Zach Brown, DJ Swearinger, some volatile personalities. They drafted Jonathan Allen. They added Terrell Pryor. None of these moves work. I mean, Allen obviously has worked, but he got injured in week five and never played again. Uh, they lost to Sean Jackson. They lost Pierre Garçon in free agency. Uh, this was, again, a a second now consecutive year that Kirk Cousins was playing on a franchise tag or essentially in the final year of his contract. The Redskins fired Scott McLuhan uh, in early March, the night of free agency, and extended Jay Gruden two more years just a couple of days after that. This was a crazy, crazy time. A lot of reporting was being done uh, on my end and my colleagues' ends. And, um, you know, McLuhan wasn't at the Combine, and they made up a story about his grandmother passing away, and that's why he wasn't there. Meanwhile, she had passed away a month before that. And, I mean, it was just a nightmare, just a nightmare to deal with. Uh, and ultimately, the Redskins fell short on the field uh, and finished at 7-9. and nine. They could have been 8-8. Eight and eight. Certainly, they had to win two two out of their last three, ultimately, to get to seven and nine. But again, they could have been eight and eight if they would have beaten a Giants team that was clearly out of it again for a second year. Only this year, they weren't even any good. They were way out of the playoff. I mean, it was just, you know, and the Redskins didn't show up for the final week, week 17. Uh, and it seemed like they ran out of gas. Of course, they had lost Jackson. They had lost Garcon. Uh, Pryor was injured early, disappointing after. Just could never really get, get it going. Zach Brown was a, a mess. Um, you know, and Swearinger was pretty good. Swearinger was pretty good. And again, we mentioned Jonathan Allen. They had lost him. Uh, all right. So, so ultimately, that's Kirk Cousins last year uh, with the Washington Redskins. And again, uh, 26 players on injured reserve. Um, ultimately the Redskins kind of retool and come back for 2018 and they make the trade for Alex Smith Super Bowl week while still not officially at least publicly revealing what they were going to do with Kirk Cousins as we come to find out of course they they don't put the franchise tag on Kirk Cousins and boom he leaves for a third round compensatory pick to the Minnesota Vikings with the Alex Smith trade, of course, it cost them Kendall Fuller, who had had a big-time year the year before that. Of course, again, Kirk Cousins gone. They also bring in, along with Alex Smith, Adrian Peterson, once Samaje P. Ryan gets injured, and once Darius Geis is officially out for the year with a torn ACL. And actually, again, people forget this. Adrian Peterson was not brought in necessarily to replace Darius Geis, Samaje P. Ryan got hurt before, before they actually brought in Adrian Peterson. They bring in Paul Richardson Jr. He's hurt basically from word one in training camp. Uh, and the season turns out again, I don't want to say a disaster, seven and nine, but the Alex Smith injury, clearly the Colt McCoy injury on Monday Night Football in early December, the Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson experience. Yes, there was the Jacksonville win. But whew, the Redskins were just a mess, despite a six and four start, 
and despite having a chance to win that Texans game in which Alex Smith got hurt, maybe bad officiating, and Thanksgiving Day in Dallas just a couple of days later, again, more questionable officiating. And then... Just before Christmas, Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen fire one of Brian LaFamina's top lieutenants, a guy named Steve Ziff, the chief marketing officer. Uh, Then, a couple of days after that, and after the final road game in Tennessee, and... um, I think it was the, yeah, it was the day after Christmas, we get word that they're firing Brian LaFamina and his entire crew, uh, Todd Klein and and different guys, four top lieutenants, four top officials on the marketing and business side that had all been hired in the previous offseason, lasted less than a year. So again, we leave it like that while also realizing that 2019 then brings the reports and the rumors and the speculation and all of what we've been told that Dan Snyder stepped in and controlled the first round pick and controlled the number 15 pick overall. And here we are. Has Dan Snyder really changed? I I, I don't know. Lewis Riddick says he's changed um, based on, I guess, one conversation with him. I don't, you know, I, again, I, I told you over and over and over on, on this podcast, I like Dan, you know, the, the, the dealings that I had with Dan were fine. Uh, they were slightly uncomfortable just because I think he's socially awkward and I was nervous uh, to say the wrong thing around the owner of the Redskins. And quite honestly, a guy who I, you know, uh, he owned the radio station that I worked for for five years. Uh, and yet I had a job to do and um, I, I didn't have a problem with Dan. Um, is he a great owner? No. It, does he treat people exactly the way that you would ideally like? No. Uh, does he do everything right? Of course not. Uh, does he do a lot of things right? No, I don't think he does. Uh, is he as evil as people think he is? No, I don't think he's that. Has he matured? Absolutely. Has he changed? Yes. Has he stayed more out of football operations? Yes. Has he employed the right people? No. Does he take no for an answer? No. Uh, does he Does he have a bunch of yes men in his profile? Yes. So these are all the things that have led to Dan Snyder at 20 years of ownership, quite honestly, as we wrap this up and finally put this to bed, uh, 20 years of ownership at the age of 54 with eight head coaches, only two playoff wins, and 139 and 180 as the owner of the Washington Redskins. Pretty amazing, right? Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast, episode number 241. Once again, make sure you guys are checking out the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Go to the new Himalaya Podcasting app. Uh, they have lots of cool features, guys. Uh, again, all sorts of different podcasts besides the Lockdown Redskins podcast, comedy, mystery, thrillers, sports, whatever you might be looking for. Episodic shareable playlist. Listeners can build a podcast playlist by the episode, customize it just like a playlist for songs, and share it through social, texts, emails. You find the new 
Himalaya podcasting app. Download them on the App Store, the Google Play Store. Don't forget to follow Locked on Redskins once you're there. And also you can, of course, listen to the Locked on Redskins podcast on a bunch of different uh, podcasting apps. Google Play, Spotify, Megaphone, Player FM, and of course iTunes, wherever you go. But go somewhere and get it. And once again, we invite you to try the new Himalaya podcasting app. We thank them for being good partners of the Lockdown Podcast. Now, uh, before we say goodbye, we have part one of Greg Minuski. We're going to have to break this up into two parts because of time, because we don't want this to be too long. So we will have part two on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, which would be episode number 242, episode number 242. This episode number 241, so we'll play part one here. Episode number 242, we'll have part two, and we're also going to save Jimmy Moreland for there, and we also have Josh Doxon from mid-last week that we still haven't gotten to because uh, he's been a big story. Lots to do right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. We finally got to see Landon Collins out there running around a little bit. What's been your early impressions of him just either in the meeting rooms and the little bit you've seen of him out there? Uh, Just, uh, you know, especially from the meeting rooms, uh, just trying to learn the system and get through it and understand all the different uh, nuances that we have. Uh, Asks a lot of questions. uh, Does a great job of trying to figure out uh, exactly what we're doing and, you know, his vision points and stuff on the field. Uh, But overall, uh, you know, we're excited to have him out out in the field and actually practicing. We didn't see Ryan Anderson out there. Was that just a voluntary thing, or did he tweak something yesterday? No, I think uh, I don't know exactly what's going on with Ryan. You know, you got to ask the medical department. But uh, I think overall, uh, right now, he's been doing a great job. Looking forward to uh, him doing great things for us. How exciting is it to have him and Montez Sweat and kind of, I mean, obviously, a rank arrogant Well, I, I'm just saying it's exciting to have a, a big, long guy that can actually run real well. You know, I think uh, uh, with Sweat, he's doing a great job of uh, trying to pick up the system, you know, like young, young uh, defensive linemen are. You know, across the board, I thought, um, you know, the last couple of days, he just keep on getting better at his craft, and uh, hopefully he'll just continue to do that. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, part one of Greg Minuski there. Part two will come up on episode number 242. We will have that for you late Monday night into Tuesday morning on the East Coast uh, before another week of, uh, uh, well, this is a week of mandatory minicamp. So this isn't even a week of OTAs. This is mandatory attendance. So we'll see if everybody shows up or if they get fined. Certainly keep an eye on Josh Norman, although I expect everybody to be there. Uh, So we will see what that turns out to be starting Tuesday morning at 1130 a.m. Eastern time and continuing Wednesday and Thursday. So lots of content coming up for you this week right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.